The tournament is where Cinderella stories begin, and big wins happen on the biggest stage. With Gambat DC, you could make your Cinderella story a reality. Take advantage of new player bonuses online and in app, or play in person for boosted parlays. You can bet on all 63 games, even if your bracket's busted, and play from the edge of your seat with exciting in-game bets. Make your bets now with Gambet DC. Terms and conditions apply. Please play responsibly. listeners from the last two episodes. I looked at the analytics this morning and I was like, holy fuck. Uh, so, uh, welcome to everyone who, uh, who may be new. Um, we're here today to talk about the Atom Project. Uh, the, and, and for those of you who don't know, um, the way I recorded Turning Red was kind of an aberration. Um, usually I do it on my way to work. But because the movie came out on Friday, and I had a little bit of free time, I did it in a uh, in an office space. Um, so usually I just record in my car while I drive. So here we are to talk about the Adam Project, Netflix's latest original movie from director Sean Levy and starring Ryan Reynolds. And we're here to talk about all of that good stuff. Um, Netflix seems to be in the business of making these really big budget movies with huge casts and, um, you know, these big, like, science fiction spectacles. Like, I mean, I, I don't want to lump this movie in with Army of the Dead. Um, not Army of the Dead. Um, I think it was Army of the Dead. Well, Zack Snyder's movie that he just did on Netflix and, and the impending Rebel Moon movie. Like, because... Army of the Dead was good. Um, this one was not. But it is similar in so much as it is a, you know, it is a, uh, a conceptual science fiction horror, you know, and this one's not horror, but it is, you know, it's science fiction. So it's, it's genre. It's a hot, it's a expensive genre piece, um, that tells the story of, um, you know, something that's very, very grounded, not grounded, but like, tied to science fiction. It's time travel. Um, there's a huge cast with a lot of characters in very small roles, like Zoe Saldana has a role in this movie, uh, Ryan Reynolds, obviously, in the lead, um, Mark Ruffalo has a, a role in the movie, um, who else was in the movie? I feel like there's one of the really big names, that I was like, holy fuck, why? Um, but it, when you look at this movie and you see, like, oh, all of these people are here and all these people are filling a role, what does that mean for this movie. What does that mean for, for this thing? And what it ends up being is you end up with this colossal hour 45 um, just clusterfuck um, of, of just nonsense. Where it's like, you know, it, it, it's just kind of stupid. Where it's like, um, here's the thing. We, as a society, can understand time travel. This isn't some new concept, and we have more nuanced theories about how time travel would work than we used to in the past. In the past, 
the belief was that if we do, if you were to travel back in time and do something, it would change the future. Then you get movies like Terminator, and you get movies that are, you know, broadly following that general idea of how time travel would work. Now, we have this idea of multiverse theory, where time travel will create a branching timeline, the new timeline will be different, because you can't change your own future, because it's already happened, and therefore it's your past. If you watch Endgame, that's the theory they go with. There's also the Harry Potter theory, where in Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, they do the idea that time travel is a fixed thing, where if time travel is going to happen, it's already worked into the timeline, you can't undo it, um, it's just going to loop, um, so, it, it's kind of an important, like, that, that's, that's also a take on time travel, now, to, to sit here and have this movie be as expository as it is about time travel, for a movie that's a pretty simple concept, it's not like this movie is particularly hard to, like, the idea of the movie, like, if we boil this movie down to its bare minimum, you know, idea of what it is going to be, the movie is about a guy who goes back in time and has to team up with his younger self to try and stop something from happening in the future. That is the simplest way to explain what this movie is. Um, and if that's what the movie's going to be, it's relatively simple to explain how the movie's going to work. Because I can go like, okay, so, you know, if the movie's going to be about a person who goes back in time to team up with his younger self to stop something from happening in the future, then I don't need to explain any further. You've explained how the time travel's going to work, and you've explained all of that in one fell swoop. And that kind of just makes it where, as we're sitting here watching this movie, the amount of time that goes into explaining what time travel is, and explaining what, you know, how it works, and what, you know, future Ryan Reynolds has lost, and all of that, and when we're sitting there, and, and you're, you're, you're explaining everything that's gone wrong, um, everything that's kind of failed in his life for this to work, it's kind of shitty that we're, we like you know at this point um, the the idea that you know like like it, it just ends up where it's like we've seen this before and then what ends up happening is you know when you're explaining it all instead like show don't tell like don't explain it to me like don't have Ryan Reynolds explaining it to me in in, in exposition show me, like, show me things happening, show me the things that have gone wrong, show me flashbacks, show, like, because that would be interesting, more so than Ryan, Ryan Reynolds talking to his young kid, really what it feels like, is it feels like they watched that, like, that one sequence in Iron Man 3, where it's like, Harley and, um, uh, and Tony Stark hanging out, and just, you know, Tony Stark just an absolute dick to the kid constantly through the entire thing where it's like, you know, he's talking about his dad leaving and, and, and Tony Stark's response is yeah, dads leave, don't be a pussy about it like, that kind of thing, like, feels like what they were trying to do in this movie like, that's what this movie feels like um oh good, tickets for Morbius are on sale, can't wait to not see that uh, I'll buy tickets later, I'm not concerned about that selling out, um, but, like, 
you get what I'm saying, where it's like, you don't need to, like, you don't need to sit here and subject everyone to this movie the way it is. It's like, when you watch Avatar The Last Air, or, or The Last Airbender, not the TV show, the, um, what's it called, the, the movie, uh, the, the movie they made, the live action M. Night Shyamalan movie, um, like, when you watch that, there's a scene in it where Ang or Ang, I'm sorry, ends up, um, in the room where he can see all of his past lives, and there's statues of all the avatars, and, you know, everything that's come before him, and, you know, that's the realization that he is one of many, and he is this, this massive part of the universe, um, and, and it's like, you know, that is a big part of who he is, and what he is set to become, like, that's kind of a big, like, that's a big emotional moment for him. That scene becomes a vessel for ex- exposition. And similar things happen here in scenes where, you know, future Adam and past Adam are meeting with their dad in the past because they travel back in time again. Um, instead of getting a scene that's emotional where, like, oh my god, dad, or dad, I can't believe you did X, Y, and Z, I hate you. Like, rather than one of those two things happening, you end up with this idea of, like, where it's just a scene to deliver exposition about time travel and about the business that led to the discovery of time travel and how time travel, you know, is being exploited and how, like, it's a lot of just exposition, which is, you know, just, it just bogs the movie down. Like... I don't want to watch a two-hour-long explanation. I'm sorry, if I want to watch a two-hour-long explanation of some science thing, I'll go and watch Nova, or I'll watch some other TV show, like, that is designed to teach me something, because this is a work of fiction. I'm not here to learn something. It is explicitly a work of fiction. Um, and that's just something that, like, you know, really hurts the movie all the way through. It's not like it's something early on where it's like, I think we discussed it yesterday, where there are some movies where you just gotta lay the, the narrative groundwork and just get it out of the way and move on. Like, very early on in Infinity War, I think this is the example we used yesterday in, in the Batman discussion. In Infinity War, very early on in the movie, they take like five minutes and Wong just explains what the Infinity Stones are, how the Infinity Stones work, and why would we bad if that had all the Infinity Stones? Um, and it's just like, oh, okay. We now have all the... All we need to know about this stuff for this movie is laid out. Or, like, it, Raiders of the Lost Ark has kind of the same thing, where they explain what the Ark of the Covenant is, why it's important, why the Nazis want it, why the Nazis can't get it. And it's like, we have to just sit here, and we just have to lay the narrative foundation so that way... We, we all can understand what's going on in this movie. And it's just, you know, we just explain it and move on and get it over with. And this movie doesn't feel like it doesn't want to do that. Like, they don't want to explain the science. But it's just, there's a solid, like, 20 minutes straight of just how the fucking time travel works. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. I don't. Like, it'd be like if you were watching Endgame, and they're sitting there like, and here's how we're going back in time through the quantum realm, and it's like, you know, they go through, and it's like, here's a map of the quantum realm, and here's where we're gonna go, and here's how it works, and here's, and it's like, fuck, I don't care, I really don't care, just show me it working, I don't care, 
We know it works because he travels back in time and he's talking to his younger self. Like, we know this works. So we don't need an explanation as to how it works. Like, it, it, it's just nonsense. Um, and, and, and look, it, it, Ryan Reynolds is charming. That's just who he is. If you want to see a movie with charming Ryan Reynolds, directed by Sean Levy, in advance of them both working together on Deadpool 3, maybe don't watch this movie because this movie's probably not going to excite you in the way that, say, Free Guy does. Because Free Guy's a much better movie. Um, and, and, you know, I, I guess I, I appreciate what this movie's going for, and it's definitely trying something. And, you know, all of the actors who are here spouting scientific gobbledygook are doing a great job trying to do that and trying to make it interesting. And there's a lot of times in this movie where you're like, oh, they're just padding the runtime. Like, this is designed just to pad the runtime and make the movie longer. And, alright, fine. You, you do what you gotta do. Nothing really to, you know, to, to, to you can do about that. But, God, like, you know, and the visuals are great, too, and, and the effects are not bad, and it, it, it's like they're putting real money into these movies. Like, it, it, it's it's interesting to see them do that, and, and, and I, I will, you know, if they make a science fiction movie, I'm all for watching science fiction movies with original concepts that are, you know, big budget like this. Those are rare. We talked about it yesterday. Um, in the Batman discussion, we said it's rare for them to go out and do these, you know, big budget science fiction movies that are, you know, just original things. Um, and I'm, I'm sorry, it's just kind of like, you know, be better. Do a better job with this story. Um, make it so that way we're not just watching a two hour long of nonsense, um, like, it's just, it's just so silly to me, um, so yeah, if you have not watched The Atom Project yet, you have not missed much, um, it's, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen, but it is the, it is not great, um, there are definitely avenues that this movie could have taken to be better, and it just didn't. They just didn't want to for whatever reason. Um, it's just kind of silly to me that this was done the way it was and, and then released the way it was, where it's like, you know, maybe another pass of the script would have been enough to, to tell you that, you know, maybe this is too much scientific nonsense. Maybe there's too much expositing what should be, um, like, easy, you know, like, relationships should not be the subject of exposition. I'm sorry, that's just the way that it works. Like, if you're going to do a movie like this, relationships are something that should be explored in the movie and not be exposited between a guy talking to himself. I'm sorry. Like, I, I don't need Ryan Reynolds talking to young Ryan Reynolds and being like, oh, this is why your family hates you. Or, or why you hate your dad. Or, you know, and all of that. Like... There's one emotional moment in the movie that actually hits home, and that's the moment where um, Ryan Reynolds talks to his mom. Um, but, like, the version of his mom who's the the parent to 12-year-old version of him. And they're in the bar, and she doesn't know that it's her son, 
and it's a scene that you're watching, you're like, shouldn't this be at the end of the movie? Like, it definitely should be at the end of the movie. Um, but it doesn't, you can't go to the end of the movie because they can't go back to that time period. Well, like, young Ryan Reynolds can go back to that time period, but regular Ryan Reynolds can't go back to that time period because time travel is uninvented by the end of the movie. I don't know. It's just, and the thing is, too, it's like such an easy concept like science fiction. It's like, it, like, um, like time travel. You would think it would be less confusing, but it just isn't. It's just kind of silly at a lot of times. I don't know. I feel like this movie makes a lot of misfires and uh, it, it really does harm the overall enjoyment of the movie. Um, so yeah, so we'll wrap up there for today. Uh, this week we have episode 5 of The Dropout. We will be seeing uh, Lost City, uh, The Lost City with Sandra Bullock and um, Channing Tatum. That comes out this week, I think. Um, not 100% sure on that. I'll have to look at my schedule. Um, and then what else is there? Um, we're like two weeks out from another Marvel Studios thing. And my analytics is thanking Marvel Studios for that because that's one thing that I found works very well is uh, Marvel Studios shows weekly. Um, so that will be coming out uh, soon. Um, I want to say that comes out two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Um, so yeah, so we got um, the, what's it called? The the dropout Wednesday and then other things later this week. Um, so until then, have a great rest of your week.